Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'll let the cat out of the bag with the beautiful River Cree Resort and Casino in Edmonton, Alberta. The Enoch First Nation specifically. And it's our first of two weeks here in the City of Champions covering the 2022 World Juniors. Yeah, I'm actually on campus, Rod, at Brock University for the 2022 Canada uh, Summer Games. So I'm in a wonderful region and having a great time. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Well, speaking of having a great time, color us. That's us. Uh, Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, broadcasting live, as you can see, for those watching on Game Plus TV or YouTube. Rogers Place in Edmonton. It's day one of the 2022 World Junior Hockey Championship. And I'm so pleased to have Lee Genier with us, who is also the COO of the RP Show Corporation, but the man that uh, knows his way around the microphone can talk many, many sports. And Lee, it's what a thrill it is to be here. It really is. You know what? You can feel the energy in the building. Hey, they just played the anthem to send shivers through you. So, so exciting to be here. Uh, well, I didn't know what country <laughs> the anthem was from. Did you? I didn't. But. No, I've, but I felt like standing up and saluting. I'll tell you that. And two, speaking of shiver, it's cold in here. And it reminds me of, um, obviously, we're having so much fun. I said to Lee this morning as we were getting ready here at Roger's Place, I said, it reminds me of the Brand Center in Regina, the home of the Pats, where I've called some 1,400 hockey games. I remember walking around underneath. There was a Zamboni guy named Phil. Our viewers in Regina watching on Sastel Max Television would know Phil or the hockey people would. And I would <laughs> walk around the bottom of the rink out of the stands. Phil, can you turn the heat up? It's freezing in here. And he'd say, it's a hockey rink, not a shopping mall. Love it. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, tomorrow I'll bring a jacket in here. So, a few things going on. Um, we're going to turn it over to the viewers here right now in hour two. We have heard many, many times over our 816 episodes that we need more females on the air. Well, in hour two, you're in luck. You're going to love it. Alana Nolan will be joining us, the former host of Stamps TV and Flames TV, now at Woodbine Entertainment, where she's helping them out leading up to the Queen's Plate. Alana's going to be with us to talk about all the exciting things that go on at Woodbine. And Serena Taylor, our hockey analyst, is going to be with us later on this hour, not just to talk about the World Juniors, but also today being the 34th anniversary of the Wayne Gretzky trade. She's the biggest Oilers fan I know. Unlike me, who stopped being an Oilers fan that day, she continued being an Oilers fan, and she's going to give the perspective of Edmontonians and Oilers fans on this day, again, 34 years of the Gretzky trade. And it signifies the death of my Oilers fandom. Kevin Hughes is watching, I'm sorry, from Christina Lake and says, I really like that hoodie Lee has on. Is it for sale? Jason and Red Deer says the same thing. I know the answer to that, but um, you're the COO. Do you want to? Yeah, you go to the rodpetersonshow.ca and yeah, Rod buy Pe- it online. rodpetersonshop.com. rodpetersonshop.com. We've got bunny hugs, as we say in Sask, hoodies for the rest of the world. 
Ball caps, coffee mugs, travel thermoses, golf balls, T-shirts, polos. We've got it all. Yeah. RodPetersonShop.com. They are for sale. Hey, John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm. Writes in, says, I'm liking the Ukraine colors, Rod. Um, it's a coincidence. Now that you say that, it's, it probably is coming across on television like that. It's more orange than yellow. But hey, what the heck? Stand with Ukraine. I will. So whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about it with you. Um, week 10 in the Canadian Football League kicks off on Thursday. We're in a CFL city, and I don't know if you're going to be around on the weekend. I plan on going to the CFL game. Why not? Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Edmonton Elks. And let's, before we go back to hockey and more on the Gretzky trade and all the rest, there is this media narrative in this town. I'm talking about it on my commentary today about lack of interest in the World Juniors. And I, I can't say that that's the case, but I've been surrounded by hockey people. So maybe okay. I'm, maybe I don't have the pulse of the town, but it seems pretty bumping to me. Why don't you do a story on the Elks attendance? Why don't you do that? Yeah, I mean, you know what? I was talking to some of the Hockey Canada people yesterday. I think they were a 1,000 tickets short. What I said, you know, those are going to get snapped up in a in a heartbeat. So um, this place is bumping. This downtown is bumping as well. So you know what? It's, uh, it's going to be a great two weeks here. And, um, you know, this is the place to be in Canada right now. Well, it is a, a triple header today, by the way. The schedule is this, 12 noon. Czechia versus Slovakia, 4 p.m. Latvia versus Finland, and 8 p.m. USA versus Germany. Canada gets rolling tomorrow with an afternoon game against Latvia, and we're very excited about that. We will be in attendance, but I'm not going to give it. What I'm looking for the most today is the crowds, and to be honest with you, like this gentleman beside me who has worked with the Calgary Stampeders for 20 years in the Calgary Flames front office, the Canadian Elite Basketball League, the NLL Executive of the Year, I've been around a little bit too. So at the World Juniors that I've been at and worked at, um, specifically play-by-play uh, for Team Canada in 2012, and the reason it ended after that was we lost the broadcast rights with Sportsnet. I was working with Sportsnet at the time. The other countries that weren't Canada weren't that well attended either. So I'm not even sure today will be an accurate depiction of the excitement for the hockey tournament here. Being in August probably doesn't help. No. I mean, it is a makeup tournament. It will yeah. be a tough draw for the non-Canadian games. Like, that's just a given. But so. if they sell out the Canadian games, it's I, a success, I would yeah. think. And I, and I think they definitely will. So... If they haven't, like I say, tickets are going quick. Everybody is texting me, going, "Hey, can I come to that game?" So yeah, they're. Um, I, I fully expect it to be completely sold out, and this place will be rocking. I want to point something else out too. While Lee is football first, and that's fine. You uh, you grew up in Ontario. What town is it? Sturgeon Falls. Sturgeon Falls. No one. I, no wonder I've never heard of it. What's the population of Sturgeon Falls, Ontario? Uh, about 6,000. 6,000? Where is it? Uh, it is about three and a half hours north of Toronto. Okay. Toronto. And hockey's number one there, you say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, can I... Momantha. Can I... Momantha's from there? The Pittsburgh yeah. Penguins, great. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Now, can I say, like, for you, I'm more excited for you to see Connor Bedard in person for the first time. Am I right in saying that's what has you the most excited, yeah, or is there more? I, absolutely, for sure. I know we uh, 
caught him walking into the building yesterday, but I really want to see what he does in this tournament, and uh, I think he's going to be... He's going to be a highlight to watch for sure. Well, for those that are watching across North America on Game Plus Television, please do me a favor. I don't ask a lot. Go to my Instagram story, at Rod Peterson Official, and you'll see a video of Team Canada walking into the arena here uh, prior to last night's pre-tournament game against Sweden. And the one thing, you really got to look in that crowd of players to find Connor Bedard. You really got to look. Because not only is he not the tallest on the team, he might be the shortest on the team. And while that doesn't matter at all, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Love it. It's still saying something for a projected number one overall pick that physically, stature-wise, he's probably no more than 5'8". That's saying a lot. Yeah. And he will be. I would, If he doesn't go number one overall, I would be completely surprised. Well, a lot of it has to do with what his um, play will be like here at this tournament. But, again, his Matvey Mishkov... His competition, if you will, from Russia is not here. Um, As I jump into the chat, okay, I'm going to open it up to your questions and comments here right now. Um, Yeah, thank you. 32nd anniversary of the Gretzky trade. Believe me, I went off on a 10-minute long rant in hour one about the trade. It's uh, You still can be triggered by things. And just looking at August 9th today on the calendars, I wrote it into my notebook. I was triggered with the Gretzky trade. And Ryan in Toronto is watching on YouTube, and he says, the Oilers losing Gretzky fared a lot better than the Patriots losing Tom Brady. Now, if you want to go back, because our our poll question, this would be a great time to bring it up. Our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who won the Gretzky trade? Can we look back 34 years later? and say who won the trade. And last I saw, 64% on Twitter, and I think Clark's saying 70-plus percent on YouTube saying the LA Kings won the trade. Um, but with uh, Buck, the Buccaneers, you know, it was a free agency. It wasn't a trade. But if you look back at Stars leaving teams, you'd think these owners would be smart enough to self-scout. Michael Jordan, you're a fan of the last dance. Oh, yeah. What happened to the Bulls after Jordan left? And they have not come and out of it. they haven't come out of it since. So, Well, to that Patriots so. thing, have they come out of it? Did they make the playoffs last year? How long has Brady been gone? He's been gone two years. I don't think the Patriots made the playoffs last year. So can you please, this is why I love our friendship and our association, is you look at things obviously a lot different than me. You look at it from that president, CEO, owner level, and I don't. I'm the slug on the front lines. Although you were a president, you were on the front lines too. But with these guys that are trading away their star players for whatever reason, Gretzky aside, because as you said last hour, it was a sale, not a trade. Do they not look and go, why Why would you want to get rid of the greatest player in the world at that time? Gretzky, Jordan, Brady. Why would you do that? Yeah. I mean, it generally comes down to money, right? If, uh, you know, obviously with the Gretzky sale, um, Pocklington needed the money at the time. So, I mean, that was uh, that was the bottom line when you look back at it, right? So, for most of these teams, it is um, when you're trading away a franchise player, I mean, either you're opening up some cap space um, or you're really looking to the future of, you know, a rebuild around a future quarterback or, a, you know, future franchise player. So, 
<laughs> pardon me, um, John in Edmonton says, Rod leaving the Saskatchewan Rough Riders was a great day for the CFL, but a sad day for the team. From Corey, oh, it's 11-11. Jason and Red Deer points out it's 11-11, so be attend- uh, pay attention to what your thoughts are right now. Thank you. Um, uh, Corey in Tallahassee, Florida, says, I wouldn't be sitting in Florida right now without the Gretzky trade. Thanks, Pock. Oh, you're on a nickname basis with Peter Pocklington, huh, Patty? Corey Patterson, former Regina Pat, who says Connor Bedard stole the sizzle, sizzle from him. <clears throat> it's an inside joke. Only Pat's fans will get it. So that's the only similarity between you and Bedard, Patty. Uh, I got to hear the story. But. Well, it's just Corey Patterson in the 80s. He was a goal scorer. Tremendous hockey player. And he had a thing where when he scored, he would spin his stick in his hand. Oh, yeah. And they called it the sizzler. Right. And Bedard does it too. And Corey thinks he stole it from him. I'm like, I don't think so. But maybe. I'll ask Connor when I see him here if he'll give me the time of day, unlike yesterday. But uh, what about all these fans? There's a lot of people, a lot of write-in ballots that are saying the NHL won on that trade. Yeah, I would have to, I would agree immensely. I mean, obviously you look at Canada, you know, at that time about 30 million people in Canada and go into a market of 310 million at the time probably. Um, absolutely the NHL won that cuz it really it it made a statement across um, across the US and in hockey. And like I say, you go to a game in LA, sold out building and uh, you know it, it it really made a statement. So it was great for the uh, NHL. This is interesting. Um, Bruce, sorry, Grant is watching in Kelowna, BC on Game Plus TV, and he says Gary Bettman won. It's a business. That's why you haven't seen a cup in Canada for a long time. Quite sad. Well, for one, Gary Bettman was not the commissioner at that time. I believe it was John A. Ziegler. Ziegler. Um. So if Canada, so if USA won, did Canada lose? I got to, I got to think I, about this. I would just say it was, you know, obviously it was bad for Edmonton, but in sport in general, it was good for catapulting the league forward. How so? Well, you got a, you know, in Canada, you got a small market. U.S., you have a big market. It made a huge. You know, when people refer to hockey, any time, probably since 1979, it's involved Wayne Gretzky. So, you know, it's you have Americans that dressing up for Halloween as Wayne Gretzky. So, um, it made a huge impact. Corey says in Florida, he says, no argument here. About what? I feel like we've talked about a hundred things since he last wrote his comment in. No argument. About what? Um, but I know that's why we're bringing Serena on later on this hour by video chat because she couldn't make it down to Rogers' place today. But she has some very strong thoughts on whether the NHL won on that trade or the U.S. Sun Belt because it's not a slam dunk that they did. And she can make some very good arguments. Andrew Stout in the chat says, the Patriots were last in the playoffs in 2019. I think they have a shot this year in year three of Brady leaving. 
to be honest with you, I don't think about this as much as I used to, i.e. leaving. Because you need to move on in life. Okay, certified recovery coach right here. You can sit in that swamp of negative thinking, which you shouldn't do, or realize that life is a river. Get in the stream and go. Keep moving. But with the Patriots... Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and I asked you at supper last night if you've watched the Brady documentary, and you haven't yet, but you must, the man in the arena. After 20 seasons together, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they couldn't get along anymore. All good things come to an end. That's what, They couldn't get along anymore. Happens. And Tom's sitting there literally going, you don't, you don't want me? But they didn't. It just defies description. So Tom goes on and do his, his thing, and the Patriots go on and do theirs, and we can see who won now. And to be honest, it was happening at the same time, frankly, what was going on in my life 20 years here with a pro football team in separate directions. And uh, both were happy. You just go on and try and do hey, and you look the what, right thing. Yeah, what, what happened with uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks? Oh, they won a Super Bowl. Right. And I think we're winning here. So everybody wins. Okay. Alana Nolan next from Woodbine. We're live from Rogers Place on day one of the World Junior Hockey Championship. And you're watching on the Game Plus television network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's game day here at Rogers Place. Day one of the World Junior Hockey Championship. And we'll get to the schedule in a moment. I want to tell you, October 1st, coming to River Cree Resort and Casino. A tribute to Dolly Parton. Be prepared for an entertaining gal with a heart of gold that will keep you smiling and eager for more. A tribute to Dolly Parton coming to to River Cree Resort and Casino October 1st. River Cree brings you the best tribute acts and live Entertainment. Speaking of entertainment, let's head to Toronto now. Woodbine Entertainment. Got to be buzzing here. Now uh, days out from the 123rd. What? 163rd? How many years is it? The- <laughs> 160. That's a long time. Alana Nolan joining us from Woodbine. Hey, what's it like down there at the track right now as they get in? You guys unveiled the new party deck last week, and now you're getting ready for the Queen's Play. It is like the great, the Super Bowl for you guys. It's, it's a great time to be at Woodbine for sure. We just opened the Stella Artois Terrace, like you mentioned. Uh, we had a, a great grand opening with Andrea um, DeGrasse was there and a bunch of influencers and our VIPs. And it's going to be a great uh, place to watch the Queen's Plate coming up on August 21st. And Mike Richards from Saga 960 was there as well. As Jim Lawson told me last week, Mike is a regular there at Woodbine. So you guys had to extend an invitation to him. Alana, A... Here in your hometown, I'll say hi to everybody for you. I'm sure you're a a tad bit jealous there. (laughs) Yes. And B, when you mentioned that you were going from Calgary to Toronto and just kind of seeing what was up out there, to see you partner up with Woodbine and be around the horses because you're a horse gal, that's your first love. Can you please tell me how that happened and how much fun you're doing having working with Woodbine? 
Oh my God, I, I really feel like I have found my people, Rod. It's, uh, it's you know, horse people, it's uh, people who are interested in telling really great stories and Queen's Plate, there's there's nothing short of, of stories coming up. So, uh, you know, everybody from the communications team to the broadcast team to the social media team that I work with and content, uh, it's just been great. Everybody's been so wonderful and welcoming and I feel really, really grateful that I landed at Woodbine. Well, as I mentioned to you and to Jim, too, it just seems like a tremendous fit. But tell me, you know, it's not just about the Queen's Plate. you got your Thursday night racing going on out there. What is it about Woodbine? What's something people should know about it that they don't if they haven't necessarily participated in uh, thoroughbred racing or the like? Well, it's the home of North America's greatest uh, turf racing. It's I've never seen turf racing in person, so it was very interesting for me to come. You know, my grandpa used to take me to the racetrack in Edmonton, where you are right now. Uh, every mm. Saturday, uh, we would go since I was three years old, and that's where I fell in love with horses. So for me to end up at a racetrack was perfect. But yeah, Woodbine is it's exceptional. It's the views are great. Uh, the paddock is amazing. You can go in and and look at the horses right before they're going to race. You can. You're not supposed to touch them, but you can just about basically reach out and touch them. But uh, it, it's a really great atmosphere and, and second second to none out there. People can purchase tickets for the 163rd running of the Queen's Plate at Woodbine.com. And as I was reading in my notes, you know, this is North America's longest running race. And that's like, man, Jim Lawson, the CEO, worked his buns off to ensure COVID didn't take down the Queen's, Queen's Plate. I have a right. sense... Alana, that's something that they would be quite proud of at Woodbine, that they were able to continue to run it. And it yeah, you talk about that if you don't mind. 100%. And I, I, I mean, this is my first Queen's Plate. I'm super excited to be there and to take it all in and experience it for the first time. But, you know, last year they were only able to have uh, 5,000 people in attendance. This year it's wide open and there's tons of different experiences for people. There's... Uh, you know, the trackside experience, there's the Kettle One Clubhouse, which is going to be sort of the posh and sophisticated that has, you know, gourmet eats and high fashion and uh, live music. So it's uh, it's going to be a party. And I think people are kind of starving for that right now. It's been two years that we've been locked down. Uh, why not put on a pretty dress? Why not put on a top hat and come out to the races and have a great time? Well, and that's what's different about your usual Thursday night races. And this will be Sunday, August 21st, by the way, if we haven't mentioned that, is the 163rd running. I see TSN is running their promos now that they will be carrying it on that Sunday afternoon. But you said this is your first. This is in the Kentucky Derby realm in terms of it being a party. Can you explain that to me? As much as you know and how much you're looking forward to seeing something that you haven't seen before. Yeah, I mean, just watching, you know, sort of last year's broadcast and, and seeing some of the photos that we have in stock, uh, everybody gets really dressed up. It's uh, it's a chance for you to, you know, put on a frilly dress and to wear a fascinator because how many op- options do we have or offers to do that? So, uh, you know, the men dress in tuxedos and tails and top hats and so the fashion is a part of it, but then there's also the horse racing aspect, which I'm very excited to see because, like I said to you, Rod, there's a ton of uh, storylines coming out of this year's race. I was actually on a call with our communications team, and we were saying that this is sort of, there's never been this many storylines in this race from, you know, Moira to Ron Dewar to the Minxer to Duke of Love. It's, it's going to be a great time uh, for people to get in on horse racing and, and, like I said, to dress up. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't just skim over that. You mentioned some. What What are the cool storylines for this race? Because you know what? 
I'm going to go into my dark horse out. I'm going to be looking at the horses, and obviously Belichick is too old for this race now. I kind of fell in love with him, and he finished second when I first was betting on it two years ago. But what are the interesting stories for the 163rd Queen's Plate? Well, I think for sure it hasn't been released yet, but uh, Moira is going to be the favorite. She's the filly. She just won the Woodbine Oaks a couple weeks ago, and she did it in a dramatic fashion. She actually threw her two back shoes uh, in the paddock. She had a little moment, a little a little mare moment, and um, but that didn't seem to slow her down. She won by you know ten lengths ahead of the next horse in the Woodbine Oaks. So everybody's kind of got their eyes on Moira. She's actually named after the Catherine O'Hara character. Uh, on that uh, famous TV show. So I think we're trying to get Catherine out. She's watching. We would love to have you. Um, So that's, I think she's going to be the favorite for sure. The next one is Ron Dewar, and he's actually partly owned uh, by a stable out of Calgary. Hazel Bennett is a part owner in him. So I'm I'm interested to see see how he performs against that filly because I think it's going to be a one-two race for sure. Well, I would, uh, we were going to read this a little later on, but I would encourage anybody to download the Dark Horse Bets app now. Get familiar with it. You know, Jim Lawson was on last week. We talked about how easy it is to navigate and run. And frankly, I just like going through the horse's names because uh, that's my favorite part of it. Alana, um, listen, are we done with Queen's Plate? We want to talk CFL for a second, or is there anything else that you would like people to know about Woodbine and the race? I would actually because uh, we have a musical announcement coming up, a, a big performance that's going to be happening at Queen's Plate. So as I am in the content department, I got to plug our social media. So make sure you stay tuned to Woodbine TV on Instagram and uh, Twitter, and you can see our big musical announcement coming soon. Sorry, I just killed the wrong that's mic. That's okay. <laughs> They just Come got the on, teams Ron. coming out here, and I, oh yeah, it's gotten very loud in here, Lana. I apologize, but I did hit. Go everybody and follow uh, all of Woodbine's accounts, as you mentioned on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook too, for their information. They do a very good job with it. Now, I saw you were at the Argos game on Saturday, and it looked like an awesome atmosphere there. And they pulled it out late over the Tiger Cats, 34-20. That was a score that the game was a lot closer than the score indicated. Would you agree? A hundred percent. And as speaking of atmosphere, and I mean, I worked for the Calgary Stampeders for 10 years. Um, you know, we, we kind of make fun of Toronto Argo fans. I take back everything I said. Their fans are very passionate. They're very knowledgeable and they are loud. There is no way that there was crowd noise being pumped into BMO Field on, on uh, Saturday night. Um, but yeah, it was a great game. Uh, you know, sort of the tale of two halves. Uh, second half, they managed to pull it out. So it's. Uh, I hope uh, we're trending in the right direction now. Well, the return engagement is, what, Friday night in the Hammer. Ticats are favored by two. Are you going down to the game? I am. I'm actually going to be joined uh, with a friend of mine, CFL uh, web editor, Christina Constable. We're going to make the road trip and... Uh, I've been I've been told what to expect in Hamilton when Toronto plays. I was there for Grey Cup last year, uh, and it wasn't we didn't we weren't harassed too bad. But uh, apparently, this is a different case now. Uh, well, you'll be wearing blue, so I uh, pray for your safety. I'm sure you'll be fine. But Alana, thanks for this, uh, and I appreciate it. And all the best with Woodbine and enjoying your first Queen's Plate. I know it's going to be awesome. Thanks, Rod. Appreciate it. Yep. Queen's Plate, August 21st, uh, broadcast on CTV and TSN, 4 o'clock Eastern, so make sure you don't miss it. There you go. Thank you.
Alana Nolan joining us from Woodbine Entertainment. A sports update. We do have breaking news on this Tuesday. It's what we love about daytime sports talk. There's stuff going down. Serena Williams says she will retire from tennis following the U.S. Open, which begins later this month. Williams, who's in Toronto taking part in the National Bank Open, made the announcement in Vogue magazine. The 23-time Grand Slam champion says she will relish these next few weeks. Williams beat Nuria Parizas-Diaz 6-3, 6-4 on Monday. The rebooted 2022 World Junior Hockey Championship starts today at Rogers Place in Edmonton with three games on the schedule. Slovakia playing Cheshire at Noon Mountain, as you see over my shoulder. Finland takes on Latvia at 4 p.m. Mountain. And then tonight at 8, it is the United States against Germany. Canada's first game will be Wednesday afternoon against Latvia. The hosts beat Sweden 4-3 here Last night in a pre-tournament game, Connor Bedard had one assist in the win. The Blue Jays and Orioles battled today in game two of their three-game series in Baltimore. The Orioles won the opener 7-4 Monday night to pull within three games of Toronto for the first AL wildcard spot. The Jays will hand the ball to ace righty Alec Manoa tonight while the Orioles counter with Kyle Bradish. And news out of the CFL today, quarterback Nathan Rourke and receiver Dominic Rimes, both of the BC Lions, and defensive back Titus Wall of the Calgary Stampeders were named top performers for week nine today. Rourke, the Victoria slash Oakville product, had a record-setting performance in leading BC past the Edmonton Elks Saturday night, 30, sorry, 46-14. He completed 91.2% of his passes for 477 yards and five touchdowns. His completion percentage was a CFL record, while he is uh, 477 passing yards were a Canadian single-game mark. Uh, Nathan has won the top performer now for second. This is the second consecutive week, fourth time overall this season. He leads the CFL on passing yards, touchdowns, and completion percentage, and secured his fourth top performer award of the season, as I mentioned. This sports update is for the Dark Horse betting app. Bring the thrill of the track to your fingertips with Woodbine's Dark Horse Bets app. It's AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available for Android and Apple devices. And also for River Cree Resort and Casino, September 16th, the legend of George Jones and Tammy Wynette comes to River Cree featuring Dwayne Steele and Andrea House. The legend of George Jones and Tammy Wynette features some of the greatest country songs ever written that continue to inspire artists of all genres. Along with the iconic music, you'll also hear stories of their real lives filled with success, failure, hard drinking, and heartache. A must-see show for country fans, September 16th at River Creek. We'll be back to Roger's Place right after this timeout. It's the RP Show, daytime sports and entertainment talk live from Roger's Place on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Rogers Place is the place to be. 
It is day one of the 2022 World Junior Hockey Championship, and we're broadcasting live from inside there. And I'll tell you right now, as Lee Genier joins us here, the COO of the RP Show Corp, but also a co-hosting here for the next two weeks, and I appreciate you. It is the finest hockey facility on the planet. I fully believe that. Have you seen any better or been to any better? Yeah, it is a gem, and I have said it again, and I've had messages from Hockey Canada today because um, I've been just laying bouquets at their feet. Thank you for allowing us into the facilities, specifically where we're located here, uh, right at ice level. This is uh, Gene Principe's perch for anybody that watch Oilers games, and I watch every single one. This is a place to be. Now, the thing is, this rink opened. Oilers fans, you tell me if I'm right. It was a week, a month at the most, ahead of T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, which I naturally thought because it was Las Vegas, it would be better than this facility. But yesterday we had a tour, not really a tour, but we were walking around the arena with the Hockey Canada people, and uh, we all agree that this is a better spot than Vegas. Yeah, I would say for sure as well. I mean, this, like I say, you know, it's got so many nuances in here of of club seating and bars and restaurants. So, um you know, maybe uh, T-Mobile has a little bit more on the digital side just because it is Vegas. But really, you know, it doesn't get much better than this. They were saying that, uh, what they say, the digital side, the signage side and so forth. But it does not have, Vegas does not have the fan party congregational areas that this facility does. Yeah. Like the Ford, uh, Ford Hall, I think they call it down there. Uh, just very blessed to be here. Our poll question today, by the way, for Capital Automobile Universal Collision Center is who won the Gretzky trade on this date in 1988? And I literally have people writing me going, what What happened 34 years ago today? I'm like, uh, are you serious? Am I making too much of it? I don't think so. It changed sports forever. It did. 78% on Twitter saying the LA Kings won the trade 34 years ago today, the Wayne Gretzky trade. We, I guess I voted for the Kings. You voted for the Kings. I did. Again, based on Jeff O'Neill, our friend the O-Dog, saying whoever gets the best player in a trade wins. I'm still not convinced of that, but I haven't necessarily seen any example in sports where that isn't the case of any big trade. Did no, I, I think it's it's always the anchor of the trade, right? No matter what else is involved, whether it's a future pick, I think it's the here and now of the player that's going to that team and the impact that they're going to have on that team or and or the league. So You're also, uh, by the way, watching over our shoulder warm-ups of this noon mountain game, Czechia versus Slovakia, 12 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Eastern. As I go to the text line, Brady writes us from the Bridge City, and he says, Hey, Rod, all the RP Show fans go from watching the RP Show to immediately watching the World Junior Championship. Pretty cool atmosphere behind you with the World Junior Championship starting at noon almost every day. Well, I, I think that's probably what Hockey Canada was thinking when they suggested that we do this show from their events. And it was like... The Centennial Cup is where it all started. Again, everybody felt it's just a great pregame show leading into the triple header of games in the facility. So why wouldn't we work together, by the way? Um, from Mark Sports Video, watching in the chat, 
says it was huge trading your star player. Only remember Esposito trade to Boston before that. And you'd have to go back to read Don Cherry's book or that era. Like, that's that's going before my time. I don't remember the principles or the reasons behind Phil Esposito being traded from Boston to the New York Rangers, but I get it. It doesn't happen very often. It doesn't. It doesn't, really, because he... There's not really a need to get rid of your star player. Why would you want to? Andrew Stout. Okay, okay, now we're getting into it. Andrew Stout on the chat says, I like the arena in Edmonton for sure, but what about Bell Center? Many players say they love to play at the Bell Center for completely different reasons. And I'm very, very lucky uh, to to been in them all. And the thing about Montreal and the Bell Center is it's it's far older than this. What's the Bell Center? Google it. It's over 20 years old. You wouldn't know it to walk around. You can eat off the floor in the Bell Center. This does not have the history. This is the brand new mansion that you moved into, and this is not... Order fans can disagree, but this isn't really a home yet. Yeah, they got all the banners over our shoulder, but they were one in the old place. And yes, same thing in the Montreal and the Bell Center. Those banners were one in the forum. But when you walk into the Bell Center, you're going to, well, a lot of those greats are have passed now, but you're going to see a lot of Habs greats. They honor the history in Montreal better than any other NHL market. Oh, That's a fact. I, absolutely, they do. Yeah, I mean, you know, the fans there are so passionate about their hockey. And I would say probably the most passionate hockey fans in North America. Um... Yeah, they are. They are. But this this arena, I mean, you come, you buy a ticket, you go to the games. You don't, as a normal fan, don't really get to see the amenities. You, as you often say to me, enjoy the finer things in life. This rink has them. The Bell Center doesn't really. It's the biggest rink in the NHL. They can hang their hat on that, 21,000 plus. They have the best hot dogs, and it ain't close. Anybody will tell you the hot dogs at the Bell Center, that they toast the buns, okay? That's the secret. Oh, that is the secret. Yeah. Um, but this is still the best on the planet. And now people are talking about, and I, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. David in Winnipeg says the Oilers trademark Messier to the New York Rangers was not a good one. But nobody talks about Messier leaving. Nobody talks about it. Not like this today. No. No. 34 years later. David goes on to say uh, another trade that was not great. Flames trading Brett Hole to the St. Louis Blues. Fair. Andrew says the Bell Center opened in 1996. Well, you're talking 26 years ago versus like five years ago. And I've had a tour, like I've been in the Bell Center, but I haven't had a tour of it like this. I know every nook and cranny of this place. Uh, Courtesy my good friend Kyle Lamke, who's now at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. And... This, this is the best. Just take my word for it. Hey, listen, I get it. Jeff the Stamps fan writes in and he says, <laughs> he says, West Jet Arena will blow them all out of the water. That's Jeff the Stamps fan. Notice the geography of his comment. Calgary. It's got to suck. You're a born and raised Calgarian. You still live there. It's hard having this arena discussion, I bet. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the arena discussions... I'm going to say have come off the table, the arena deal. I know they're talking about what that will look like, but, you know, from one, the arena being as old as it is and the 
National Hockey League, and then you got a football stadium that's uh, 75 years old. So it's uh, it's a tough city uh, to go out and enjoy a nice evening out at a sports venue. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Andrew says, you should, Rod. The Bell Center is beautiful. I've been there. What I'm saying is I haven't had a behind-the-scenes tour of the Bell Center like I have at Rogers Place, but I've been to Bell Center. Hey, Bob McKenzie's rolling over there, and James Duffy, too. Let's throw something at him. Look over your left shoulder. A hard left, 7 o'clock. So they're getting they're, they're looking up here and going, there's Rod and Lee. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Wow. I mean, they look like they're having a lot more fun. We're going to take a timeout. I've just got a message here from Serena. She doesn't look like she's going to be able to join us, and that's unfortunate because I wanted our real hardcore Oiler fans' thoughts on this day, the 34th anniversary of the Gretzky trade, but she's not going to be able to make it, and that's unfortunate. But again... On this day, 34 years ago, going from the Edmonton Oilers to the Los Angeles Kings, Wayne Gretzky, Marty McSorley, and Mike Krushelniski. Going to Edmonton from the LA Kings, Jimmy Carson, Martin Jelena, first round picks in 89, 91, and 93, which incidentally nobody's written in to tell me who those were, and 15 million in cash. That was the big one. That was the big one. Actually, we could probably talk a lot of CFL when we come back next because Lee mentioned he'd like to. Some of the biggest CFL trades of all time. Are there any that shook the earth like this? Ricky Ray. Yeah, Ricky Ray. And it's pretty easy to figure out who won that one. Absolutely. We'll be back with overtime right after this timeout. <laughs> we'll be re- Stacy Stacy Champagne watching from Access World Headquarters. Says, LOL, you could really expand your coverage harassing the TSN crew. I know those guys. I don't want to bother them too much. Just have some fun with them. We're live at Rogers Place on day one of the World Juniors. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Thirty-four years ago today, that guy, Wayne Gretzky, was traded to the L.A. Kings. It's kind of become the focus of the show today. And uh, Lee Genier with us here for Overtime, brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the Canadian Football League. And, hey, why not say the World Juniors, too? But here's one for you. We are at Super Bowl in February and looking at the Gretzky statue in front of what's now Crypto.com Arena. Can somebody please tell me who else has two statues in front of two venues in North America? Two. Two. Yeah. I can't think one. of any, and I've been to most. I've been to most cities and most venues. I can't think of anybody. I'm trying to think. Gordy Howe? There's one in Saskatoon. Now I'm going to guess there's probably one in Detroit. That's very good. You. You're good, you. How you're about good. That? Bingo. <laughs> Randy in Winnipeg writes in and he says, Another great show, RP crew. Great background. 
Well, we're going to be here for two weeks, and I will be sitting here thanking Hockey Canada for two solid weeks, many times every day, for having us here. Uh, I get at noon, Czechia versus Slovakia, Mountain, 4 p.m., Latvia versus Finland, and 8 p.m., USA versus Germany. All of them can be seen on the TSN channels. But back to the CFL discussion for a moment as two uh, very long-time CFL guys. I'm just going to push aside the chat, viewer chat, for a moment. And it's just going to be you and me. We're talking about Nathan Rourke. Again today, for the fourth time, named CFL Top Performer of the Week. What he's doing is mind-boggling. There's no doubt. I saw a fan uh, write in, whether it was to this show or on social media to us, and saying they need to bring back the old CFL marquee player rule. And you kids, gather around, okay? Especially those in our control room back at IKS Media. They wouldn't remember this. In the 90s, we had a marquee player rule. And every team had one but Saskatchewan. Speaking of being, because we couldn't afford it. Speaking of being triggered, you guys in Calgary had one with Flutie. Doug Flutie. Uh, Damon Allen with Memphis. Matt Dunnigan with Birmingham. Uh, Rocket Ishmael. Rocket Ishmael in Toronto. You could have one player for a million a year exempt from your salary cap. And people are saying, let's bring that back to keep Nathan Rourke from going to the NFL. I shouldn't speak for Nathan Rourke or the CFL. For Maybe he'd go for it. But in the 90s, that was the bane of our existence. It almost killed the league. Yeah, and I mean, if if owners, like I say, are looking to bring players up that are marquee players, that are going to be franchise players that are not going anywhere, and they're you know going to pay them a million dollars a year, then I would say I'm all for it. Because right now, the direction the league is going, um, they need to probably retain... I would never, ever not want to see a player go to the NFL that plays. Like, Nathan Rourke should be in the NFL next year uh, because that is the epitome of football uh, in the world. So, but until they get there is they definitely should look at marketing these players better and something that's drawing to every team in this league. (laughs) Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, but Flutie was technically not a Stamps employee. But that's that's semantics, really, in a lot of ways. That's splitting hairs. Yeah. He wore a Calgary Stampeder uniform, and he was under, you know, we all got familiar in the 90s with the term personal services contract. Was that not a CFL-only oh, term? Uh, yeah. That was there was. other leagues that were doing that? Well, not that I know of. Yeah. So I could only speak to the, the Flutie contract. You know, his his league contract was 200000 and he had 800000 from a personal services contract that he never got paid. So, Jeff in Winnipeg says, My dad remembers the Dieter Brock for Tom Clemens trade. He wasn't sure about it till they beat Brock in the Grey Cup. David in Winnipeg says, I had worked with Bobby Hull for a few years, about 15 years ago. He knew that players should get more money and had to get second jobs. A lot of, a lot of comments coming in there. Uh, and David in Winnipeg says, Rourke will not go to the NFL next year. He will be in the CFL. Nathan Rourke will go to the NFL the second he's eligible to go to the NFL. But to go back to that personal services contract or multi-player rule, listen, you can tell me Bo Levi Mitchell isn't good enough to be in the NFL? You know that you know that he is. Absolutely, yes. Right. Absolutely. So it's not like Nathan Rourke is the only player in the CFL that could go to the NFL right now. Bo Levi could. 
but he doesn't want to be a backup. And that goes back to Nathan Rourke. He's clearly going to be signed as a free agent, not an NFL player. I mean, I saw the quote from him on uh, TSN Radio in Toronto saying it was the BC Lions that gave me the opportunity. No NFL team was calling. What would he reasonably expect to sign for in the NFL right now? Yeah, I mean, you, you have to look at the, the season he's having. And now, like I say, there's going to be a whole new set of eyes on him, um, you know, possibly as a starter down there. Like, I mean, Rourke? Yeah, absolutely. You don't think so? No, I think he's signed with a decent uh, signing bonus. And he's a camp invite. I'm sorry, man. It hasn't even been a half a season. Bo Levi Mitchell's won two Grey Cups and was brought into Minnesota or talked to Minnesota, and he was never, last minute to play in the RP show, he was never going to challenge for the number one job in Minnesota. Who in the NFL is Nathan working to sign with and start for right now? Mm. Cleveland. Cleveland's going to have their quarterback after six games. Yeah. You know what? That's a good... I'm trying to think where... What I'm saying is he's not going to the NFL for millions. Probably not. Unless he has just a a stellar season, he needs to still finish it off. So maybe I'm being a little bit ambitious, but, uh, you know, I'm so impressed with with the kid that... um, And just his poise and the way he's played, so... I'm a big me fan. Me too, me too, and it's fun to talk about. Uh, we are out of time. Uh, a big thank you to our guests today and tomorrow. I know Robin Brownlee is going to be here, iconic Edmonton reporter, a whole lot more. We'll have a lot of hockey to talk about on CFL too. Thanks, Lee. Thank you. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus. Wally, don't jump! It's going to be okay! Bingo. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, sir. Right on. That's hot. Bob's your uncle. Hell yes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.